Welcome to Midnight Conversations. My name is Stephen Banos. And I'm Anna Dynamic Karasha. And we are here at the Australian National Centre for the Public Awareness of Science. That's right. Talk about science. Oh, wow. Coincidentally. That was, that was, us- that was a very quick uh, intro into thanking CPAS. Usually we're a bit, we do a bit of preamble, but now it's like, boom, CPAS, we're here, we're here yeah. ready to move on. Bang, hit it. Usually I ask how you are, but I don't care today. Oh, so. I see how it is. Okay, well, I mean, <laughs> it is the last show of the year. Clearly, you know, the gloves yep. are off and uh, we're showing our true colours. Uh, this is, I usually hang out all week to, uh, you know, have someone ask me how I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a dark turn. It is, it Um, is. But how how are you going, Stephen? I'm going to ask you. You know, I'm going to. I'm not going to lower myself to your standard. I'm going to say, how are you doing, Stephen? I'm I'm uh, I'm feeling a little bit crook. Oh no, um, I'm caffeinated and uh, I'm hydrated. Yeah, and I've uh, had a had a peaceful kind of day. So I'm 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 up for this. Any other dead words? You're hydrated, caffeinated. (laughs) emancipated <laughs> I, I don't know what you're going for but it was it was very dr seuss of you it had a, it had a good rhyme to it thank you I mean, yeah I'm a natural linguist. yeah i expect it for the rest of the episode but <laughs> in saying that speaking of the rest of the episode what we're talking about today mm. is a paper that i thought was really interesting it came across uh my readings uh, which is why it's related to obesity but a very interesting topic when it looks at long working hours and change in body weight it's an analysis of individual participant data from 19 cohort studies and that's Mm -hmm. what this paper is called today and this is what we're looking at so from um, the international obesity journal mm -hmm. it's a whole journal on obesity yeah it's very interesting yeah well it's 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 a big topic so you need a you need a whole journal to cover it so (laughs) i have is it a big journal it it is it is a big journal i don't get it oh okay what's the joke well, because obesity. And anyway, <laughs> it was a very lowbrow joke. We can move <laughs> I completely that. missed it. But it is a big journal. It's uh, well known, well reputable. So the studies here are pretty good. So let me uh, introduce this study. What's the study looking at? So what it was looking at was it was examining the relationship between long working hours and change in body mass index. Before we get into it, Stephen Banos. Yes. Hello, uh, how, long, how, long, <laughs> how many working hours would you say you work in a week? Uh, like around eight a day. So yeah, 40. Was that 40? Okay, yeah. cool. All right. So I'll, I'll keep that in mind to frame these results within your own work week. And so that way you can uh, understand oh, I can, I how can this... Relate. You can, you can hold relate. my hand and walk uh, through <laughs> the paper. <laughs> That's it. So what these guys did is they did a, a meta-analysis. People who listen to the show regularly would be well-versed in what a meta-analysis is. Essentially, it's where they collected studies from a whole, a whole bunch of different studies and aggregate the information there to create a summary effect. Here, it's actually a bit special than what we've usually talked at because they've not just looked at studies, they've looked at individual participant data. So they have the raw data from these 19 uh, mm-hmm. cohort studies and they cover uh, Europe, US, Australia, and uh, they're all longitudinal studies, which is very, very good because that's uh, you get really interesting findings from longitudinal that you can't get for cross-sectional. So the mean follow-up was 4.4 years. So that's about 4.4 years was the average follow-up for all these studies. And they measured working hours uh, at baseline, so at the first assessment, and they were categorized as part-time, which was less than 35 hours a week, was just grouped as part-time. 
standard weekly, uh, weekly hours, which is 35 to 40. So, Stephen, you're in that bracket. Mm-hmm. Uh, 41 to 48, 49 to 54, and greater than 55. So, so listeners at home, have a think. Which, which of those categories do you fit into? You know, are you uh, less than 35, which is part-time, or uh, are you 35 to 40, 41 to 48, 49 to 54, or greater than 55? And, and uh, hopefully we can frame these results within in, in your own personal situation. What are you, just quickly? Uh, I don't know. Actually, I, it's Im- <laughs> immeasurable. I don't. I, I don't think I've actually counted. I mean, you know, there's that saying that if you enjoy what you do, you don't really work. Oh. So uh, I guess I guess I'm in the lower group. I, <laughs> I'm in the under thanks everyone. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so what happened? Well, what hmm. were they measuring? So. I noted that they were looking at the relationship between long working hours and changes in body mass index, so fat mass. And but specifically, what they were looking at was they had a few specific, four outcomes. So one of which was um, overweight and obesity, uh, and then the second one was uh, those who were uh, not overweight or obese at baseline, but they were at follow up, right? And then the other one outcome was those who were over uh, obese. Uh, uh, at baseline and then the fourth one was weight loss amongst participants with obesity at baseline so just basically people in categories of either overweight or obese how do they change do they increase weight or decrease weight that's essentially what you need to take away from that Hmm. here's what they found so of the 61,000 participants without overweight obesity at baseline they had you know 20 percent had overweight obesity at follow-up but this could be due to a whole bunch of reasons you know over the course of four years we age, you know, people mm. get older, metabolism slows down. So it, it could be due to a whole bunch of reasons. But here's what they found. Um, they found that when we co- use the group that had normal working hours, so 35 to 40, as the reference group, those who were uh, part-time or less than 35 hours per week uh, had 0.95 uh, relative risk. So let me just explain what a relative risk is Please. super quick. So what that means is if I say a number like 0.95, that means you had a 5% less risk than the reference group here, which is someone who'd work 35 to 40 hours per okay, week. Cool. So yeah. if I say a number like 1.20, that means you have a 20% increased risk compared to the reference group. So yes. 0.8 means 20% decrease, 1.2 means 20% increase, and the reference group again is that 35 to 40 hour per week. Mm-hmm. So the part-time group had 0.95, so 5% less risk of um, developing overweight obesity uh, than the reference group. The For those who had 41 to 48 weekly working hours, that's 1.07, so 7% increase. Those that were had working hours of 49 to 54, it's 9% increase. And those who had uh, long working hours, which is characterized as greater than 55 hours per week, they had 1.17. So that's 17% rel- uh, increase in obesity risk compared to those who had a normal work week. So the interesting thing here was they noted that uh, long working hours were associated with excessive risk of shift from normal weight to overweight, but it wasn't for overweight to obesity. So if you were had overweight at, at baseline, you were not really likely to become obese. But if you were normal weight at baseline, you were likely to be overweight. And that was an interesting find. Cool. Okay. That's it. That is, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sat down trying to get through these results beforehand but yeah. without my, my science mind. That's, tec- that's actually the, the, what, I, what I figured out. Yeah. Awesome. Um, awesome. It, it is a technical paper. So hopefully that those takeaway messages make sense. And, and that's, the, that's the main point. Well, to me, it also makes sense kind of logically mm. how so um 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I I guess the results are just pretty much what I expected. As in, like, I I know a lot of people that start a full-time job and then they go on to put on a, a fair bit of weight. Mm. Whereas I feel like obesity kind of comes from a, a whole heap of different factors. I see. So you're mm-hmm. saying the shift yeah. from uh, normal weight to overweight is m- easier than overweight to obese. Or yes. in some respects, you say it, it, it takes more factors that are involved, but you can understand this this shift from normal weight to overweight. Exactly, so. yeah. exactly, exactly. It's so, in- interesting because just off that point, uh, mm. one of the gripes I had with this paper was the fact that they, I feel like an unfair assumption is that long working hours are associated with extended periods of sitting, which is maybe mm. normal, but it depends on what you mean. Like there's so many different jobs where you're not, I mean, any retail job, uh, that you work generally, you're standing up a lot. Uh, if uh, when I when I teach, I'm standing up most of the time. If you're a construction worker, you're standing up. Even in academia, my supervisor never sits down. He's got like one of those standing desks, and he just like yeah. is always standing. But, but he's standing like standing is not exercising. <laughs> yeah, true. But I think so. they're yeah. That's actually a good mm. point. But I guess I guess they're trying to associated with um, sedentary behaviors. But I guess if you're standing, you're moving. But actually, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Even if you're standing. But retail, you're walking around. I mean, you're getting some steps in there. Um, That's true. But anyway, (laughs) one thing I did want to raise, I just felt like it wasn't a fair thing. But that's actually a good counter. um, Is that that how you exercise at the gym, Adam? Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm at the gym. Like, it doesn't matter. If I I stay for two, it's the time, right? I'm here for two hours standing around. That's how it works. (laughs) But what what were your thoughts on the paper? So overall, what what did you think? What were your sort of um, key points? What, What were your takeaways? Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, it's. I think. I think it is what I expected. Mm. Um, I was really concerned when I went into full time work that I would put on a few kilos. Yeah. But then I. I work only. You know, forty hours a week, and so I've got a lot of time to exercise, and I've got a better routine, and I've got a. Um, you know, a partner at home that that whips me into shape if yeah. I'm if yeah. I'm lazing around the house just eating Doritos on the couch. Yeah. Right. Um, is it pretty much what you expected as well? Well, I, I guess it. Uh, for me, it raised more questions. Like, I think it's interesting. I think it's, uh, I was very surprised at the fact that there was an effect only for those normal to overweight. But, you know, there could be other reasons for that. But I, I was surprised mostly because the questions it raises to me is, are those who um, who gain weight, is it due, to, what, what are the factors? Is it mm-hmm. due to diet? Is it that you don't have time that to meal prep or cook? So is, is that one factor? Is it due to the fact that you're not able to get, uh, have the time to exercise or you're too tired from working long hours like so i'm more interested in, in what are the nitty-gritty details as to w- what's leading to this weight gain uh, and i I, mm. I find that really interesting it's, well, it's not something they can answer in this paper but it's it's an interesting thought well this is something that you've kind of looked at before in other mm. other research that you've done yeah, yeah yeah what's what's your theory what do you think it is well yeah weight gain can be for for heaps of different factors some that we alluded mm. to before i think um it's it's really hard to to put a finger on what the exact thing is because it's different for each person. But on a population level, I think you know when we're we're looking at things like genetics plays a role, mm-hmm. um, the availability of you know very high fructose uh, or like high sugary foods that are um, make you hungry quick even after eating them, so you don't feel satiated. So you know there's there's different factors, but I think uh, in our society. The, we're, we're more in indoors than we used to be, I think, decades ago. Mm-hmm. So less activity. I mean, depend. that's a big generalization because in Canberra, you've got full, yeah. of, full, <laughs> of, full of very active people. That's but true. but that's depending true. on where you are. So so I think there's a lot of factors there. But um, 
uh, sort of working out which factors contribute and how much they contribute is really important. But what these people did really well, is, the people who wrote this paper, is they actually made sure to control for certain things. So they controlled for chronic diseases and psychological distress because these are things that can confound, which means that mm. the relationship could be due to these things. So they tried to adjust for them in statistical ways. And um, they excluded people who smoked because that could uh, influence the results. And they made sure to look at it uh, in men and women and different ages and socioeconomic status. And they found similar results in all these different uh, breakdowns of the analysis. So they did a good job in trying to answer this question. But this is the most interesting part of this this mm. research is 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 why is it does this mean you should make sure that you work less like is is that the takeaway or is it is it that you know there's something else that's influenced that is a common risk factor for people who work long hours yeah mm. they they never uh, looked at kind of the food that these people are eating did they is no that, no they didn't yeah, they didn't so get that, a chance to and i think they note that yeah it's, yeah it's quite difficult uh across all those people so yeah so that's that's definitely something that if, if they ever do a study like this again they really mm. need to need to consider because i think it comes down to whether you know you are snacking while you're working uh, yeah um, yeah that's a good point are you, are you or, a big snacker yourself yeah, no, I, I love a good snack. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. always bring snacks to the podcast. <laughs> you did. always got, you know, but they're healthy. You got almonds, you yeah. know, and then would you have yeah. the green bean things before or something? Well, wasabi wasabi peas, that's it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's good. It's good. You're good. You're doing well. This is why I feel a little bit bad talking about this, uh, about obesity. We being two kind of young men with low responsibilities and we're both very healthy and active. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know. Why this, do you feel uh, bad though about talking about? Oh, it? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I just I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want someone going like you don't know my plight. Yeah, and you know you you may man. not, but I think being mm. aware of that. I mean, you don't know people's you know dispositions or how they feel, but I think it's okay to talk about it because I, uh, yeah, I it, so. <laughs> if, if, if well, we're doing it, I guess. But if there's a fear of being you know reprimanded because you don't understand everything, you'd never be able to talk about things. I mean, talking is mm. how you understand, and you know, if we get corrected, we learn more. <laughs> I think it's a, you know, yeah. Send me hate mail. Do it. <laughs> yeah, that's the way. Do you think you'll always be pretty, pretty fit and skinny? I think so because yeah? I don't know okay. if you remember, but when I when we were in high school together, I was heavier than I am now. I don't know if were the if the haze of yeah, I was about like 15, 20 kilos heavier than I am now. Um, so wow. yeah, 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 yeah. So I I definitely had um, a fair bit of weight on me. I I put it down to I have a mum who loves me and she uh, expresses <laughs> that love with uh, with food and yeah, also I. I I put it down to a lack of education. I didn't understand yes. um, food. It, it seems silly, but like, you know, I really didn't know that soft drinks were that bad for you. I thought it was just yeah. a drink. So, and yeah. like diet, oh, and here I, here we are with our lifting sugar-free uh, <laughs> drinks. But I, I, those are the things that led me to that. And so it was a slow process. I got a, my mom essentially, I think, I got a blood test when I was like 15 and it showed that I had like high cholesterol and like a lot of bad stuff. And, and she was like, oh my God, I'm killing my child. Like what's going on? So all credit to her. First thing she did, she was like, I'm going to get you a personal trainer. So I got a personal trainer and the best thing that he did was he was just like, I'm going to educate you. So he made me keep a food diary. I was honest in it. And then he educated me about the foods I was eating, how it was impacting, you know, day-to-day -day life. Snacking was a big thing. So wow. all that stuff. So it was like a journey. And now I'm like on the, on the health train and I feel great. So yeah. you had a personal trainer at 15. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, that's, I, didn't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't bully you once about that. <laughs> there you go. Missed opportunities. Missed opportunities. <laughs> but you can bully me about many Not other things. Not at all. That's yeah. actually really great. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like our parents' generation was lied to about uh, yeah. nutrition quite significantly. Mm. And um, 
Yeah. Anything the, in mind uh, that you feel like were the big lies for for our parents' generation? Oh, I've I've hopped on about like that Netflix documentary, yeah, Game Changers, that's just right. about like meat and uh, or just animal products in general and how they they impact our body. I'm actually um, trying to eat uh, less animal products as a result. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've, I've all done as a result, but just the readings, it seems, you know, beneficial me, effects of plant-based diets. So, me yeah. too. Yeah. And yet my parents are still like, no, you must eat meat every meal. <laughs> it's where your strength comes from. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, it, it's amazing the, yeah. the control marketing companies have over the message uh, and education, really. that's I guess that's what our podcast is fighting against, right? Marketing companies. <sighs> that's so exactly right. We, do, well, <laughs> we just know, need the budget. But, I mean, I think uh, back to this paper, some interesting points that I want to touch on before we finish off yeah. were um, they noted that uh, they could, the authors noted they couldn't distinguish between intentional and unintentional weight loss. So what that means is they're like, well, some people gained weight, other people lost weight, and we don't know if people were losing weight intentionally or unintentionally. And this is important because mm. it could be, you know, one could assume that psychosocial factors such as work-related stress um, could affect weight loss, but they note again that this is confusing because some people are stressed and then they gain weight and other people are stressed and they lose weight. So it depends. Uh, so, so that's a hard factor to, you know, address in, in a study like this, but they were just noting it. And I thought that was really, really interesting. Um, yeah. And did you see the... Th- PAF, the population attributable um, fraction, uh, it was it was what they noted in the paper is 2.8%. Um, and so what that is, the population attributable fraction is essentially, um, it's the proportion of the population that if we got all these groups, all these groups that I'm talking about, those that were, um, you know, greater than 40 hours and greater than 55 hours a week, if we got them all to the normal reference group, which was 35 to 40 hours a week, what would the overall population uh, risk decrease by? And it's 2.8%. So they note that if there is a causal relationship, so if there is a direct link between uh, the hours you work and the uh, link with overweight and obesity, then if we get everyone down to a 35 to 40 hour work week, then it's likely that the r- overall risk of obesity in the population goes down by 2.8%, which I thought was really, really cool. But, you know, the, the likelihood that it is causal, I'm, mm. I'm not sure, but it's an interesting thing because w- they also say that population attributable uh, fraction is comparable with those that obtained uh, for the relation of work stress and depressive symptoms as well. So work stress was 3.4% and obesity and depressive system symptoms was 1.1%. So if you bring those down, those levels down to their reference groups, I don't know what they are, but uh, if you bring those down, then it, that's how the risk decreases. So I thought that was a really interesting uh, sort yeah. of point to note on. So I just wanted to um, mention that, but it all depends on causality. So you have to know about causality first. So, mm. so you, you think low, low causality, low chance of causality. I, yeah, I think yeah. It's, it's more, you know, it, there's an association, I think to understand causality, there's a lot of things that need to be done uh, to, you know, on top of this to actually determine causality. But right now it's just an interesting finding and, and whether it directs my life, you know, mm. I doubt it, but it does make me interested in what what does this mean so there's more more questions than answers but it's an interesting starting point but your thoughts any anything that resonates with you um i guess i was just wondering like how much it comes down to like values how so as as one of the factors like people who are working long hours are probably thinking less about what's what's good or bad for their health Potentially, Maybe. that might be a, a massive um, yeah because because it could be that you know if you're working long hours 
it depends because people work long hours at both ends of the spectrum. You could mm. be working a, a labor job, which is, you know, a lot, a lot of routine for long periods of hours. Uh, or you could be working as a you know, CEO and also doing long hours. So it's, it's yeah. a hard divide as to, you know, what the values are for those uh, categories. It's um, there'd be a lot of overlap and a lot of differences, but I'm not sure. Yes, I'm, yeah. realizing, the f I'm realizing the flaws in, <laughs> in <laughs> yeah. my generalization. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I feel like... Um, Generally, you, you seem skeptical of, of the relationship. You see, I, I'm getting the vibe that you think diet is important um, a, a, as a factor to, to address within this study. So I feel like from what you've said, I feel like your takeaway is that, you know, maybe there's more to eat it. Well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, eat well, yeah. yeah. Definitely more to it. I, mm. I think I'm particularly interested in uh, the relationship with stress there. I mm. feel like there's a lot more to uncover mm. in that realm. Definitely. But in saying that, Stephen Venus. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We're done for today and uh, we're done for the year 2019. If oh, you've been exciting. listening to the podcast for this year, we'd like to thank you very much for uh, lending your ears and also your suggestions. Some people give feedback, send That's us true. emails. If they see us, you know, they, they, they let us know their thoughts and we really appreciate that. So thank you very much. Mm -hmm. um, as always, you can reach us. How, Stephen, can they reach us? Uh, via email. Boom. And the email address is? <laughs> MidnightConversationsPodcast at gmail.com. That's right. Hit and us up. Wish us a Merry Christmas or a oh, Happy yeah. New Year. That's or right. Or just uh, the, the abuse, as I mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And enjoy enjoy the lack of work and hopefully um, that counteracts yeah. any increase in body weight. But <laughs> unlikely over the Christmas time. We just enjoy it. And uh, we'll be back next year. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Cool. Thank you very much. Thank you.